Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an illustrator, a toy designer, an all-around great guy, great Twitter feed. It's Nathan Hamill. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, uh... One of the guests uh, who uh, hounded you at Comic Con <laughs> to actually be on on uh, on an episode. Yeah, I was so, thrilled by it. Yeah. Uh, I love it when people actually want to actively come on the podcast. Yeah, it uh, was, the question was whether it was going to be. Well, you can inter- introduce the, uh, the the uh, get a life was the 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 topic. Yeah, I guess I'm taking over now. Uh, <laughs> it, whether it's it going to be get a life or Mr. Show. Yeah, um, or Mama's Family. There was the, the Mama's family is yeah, a pretty three, good option. The three yeah. we're gonna go with. Well, maybe we'll do like a triptych. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> we'll do three three episodes because they all deserve <laughs> special focus. Uh, before we get to- totally into uh, get a life, can you tell people a little bit about like who you are and what you do? Yeah, um, I guess uh, yeah, an artist, illustrator, designer. Um, I've done uh, some vinyl toys, um, which are like you know sort of the the more um, uh, limited art toys like kid robot that sort of oh vein. cool so we've done that for a while and uh worked for uh, a comic book company for over a decade which oh really was, uh bongo comics which was matt Groening's company so did, did they the put simpsons out the and, oh the original simpsons run like uh, right? simpsons and futurama and bart simpson comics okay. and all that stuff did yeah. you illustrate for them or i was a colorist yeah. oh okay nice so, yeah were you doing that all digital was it always digital yeah all photoshop yeah okay yeah that's really, really cool. Yeah, so. uh, did you ever, would, do you try to put like an artistic stamp on it as a colorist? Do you ever put like a hidden message in that can be decoded with your colors? Uh, no, no. I mean, there were, we had call outs. So I still remember the Simpsons CMYK was 013940. Oh, that's in there forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had the call outs for all the, the you know, the, the, the main things you saw, but everything else, you know, I got to have some license with. Okay, you could decide the blue of Homer's yeah. pants. No, 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 that was all. That's sad. That. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I forgot that with the call out. Of, it was on is it the list. same blue as Marge's hair, or are they different blues? Uh, I think it's a little lighter. A little yeah. lighter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I like doing this podcast. I never really know exactly. Like, I know we're going to talk about a topic. I know who the guest is, but I can't predict that I'll be talking about how dark or light are Homer's <laughs> pants. Yeah, exactly. within seconds, yeah. and it makes me very happy. <laughs> Uh, and the toy design just comes from a, a lifelong love of toys, right? I yeah. Mean, it must be kind of a dream come true. Yeah. It was, um, I think, 2009, I put out my first one w- with a company who was started by a guy who I worked at a toy store with when I was 15, okay. 14, 15. Um, and yeah, he just started a company and, and it kind of like dawned on me, well, I'm, you know, making artwork, drawing stuff, illustrating stuff, and I collect toys. Why not marry the two? And Yeah. And collect some of my own stuff (laughs) is there anything that you've made that you can't get your hands on no no no, okay good that would be the absolute torture of being a toy fan yeah yeah i can't get my own thing (laughs) um when you're designing toys is it uh are you thinking of playability or is it more from the just adult perspective of like they're cool to sit out and look at yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna admit on a podcast that i play with my own toys (laughs) but you, people can't see. I'm averting my eyes right now. But um, uh, no, I mean there's there's some that are they're totally static, and there's a few that have articulation. But um, 
I mean, what you do with my toys, that's between you and the toys. I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna have, I'm not gonna comment on that. I'm going through a keeping them in the package phase right now, which <laughs> I think is about repression, and I need to work through it. Well, we've made all of ours. There's no, you know, there's no tape or anything on it. You can open it up, take them out, put them back in. Oh, really? None, none's the wiser. Yeah. That is the best toy in the world because then it gets rid of my weird issues, and I can just, you know, buy one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into your obsession. Okay, the television show. Get a life, yes. which I suspect that from like we were tweeting about this, and mm-hmm. I think people who follow both of us were get, getting excited because this yeah. is a cult show. Shout this out the, to Pete the Retailer, Pete Star Wars <laughs> Minute. <laughs> yes, I can't wait for this. Uh, so people know this show either because you know, like us, you were alive when it was on, or yeah. it's tracked down because it's cult. But most people are like don't know this, right? Right. So um, what is Get a Life? Get a Life was a show starring Chris Elliott, um, created by David Merck and Chris Elliott and Adam Resnick, and uh, debuted on Fox in the early 90s. It's about a 30-year-old paper boy who lives uh, in a garage above his, or in a room above his parents' garage, um, and his real-life uh, dad, uh, Bob Elliott, plays his father on the show. Oh, nice. And um, it's just, it's a surreal, bizarre dark cartoony you know sometimes whimsical. it's just it's this it blew my mind you know I, I was I grew up with Chris Elliott watching him on late night with David Letterman yeah. when I was you know a toddler so I you know was familiar with him as a, as a toddler uh, <laughs> came out wrong. I, I know uh, what you mean though. <laughs> I was terrified to be familiar with Chris Elliott terrified and delighted to be familiar yeah. with Chris Elliott as a child because there was something about him that was like he is unlike anybody else. Yeah. He's being like very presentational and in a way very fake and stilted. But you could tell that's the guy. That's what that guy <laughs> thinks is funny to oh, be yeah. that creepy fake. Yeah. He's so confident and so yeah, unique. Really funny. Um, that, uh, yeah, it was just, I guess I would have been like, what, uh, 10, 11, 12 when it came out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not good at math. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like this revelation of, you know, like, I think it's almost like when my dad would talk about seeing um, Three Stooges when yeah. he was a little kid, it was like, why are these adults acting like children? It's just the, you know, and it, he, you know, has this very immature, I, it's smart, dumb humor, which I always yes. appreciate. It's really well written. They had, uh, 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 you know, Bob Odenkirk, Charlie Kaufman, all these, you know, amazing writers. Uh, David Merkin wrote a lot of the episodes. Um, so those are all people who went on to do not only smart stuff, but very, like, meta stuff. Yeah. Kind of yeah. interested in layers. Yeah. So um, that's one of the reasons I didn't want to do Mr. Show is I was like, there's too much to unpeel on that one. And I'm going to get people going, no, you you, me- you messed up that line. You, don't re- you didn't remember the segue there. Uh, so you know, those people can actually get a life you know, <laughs> if they criticize that. Uh, so were you watching like other comedy uh, on Fox at the time? Were you, were you uh, like your father, were you a fan of old time oh, comedy, yeah. Laurel and Hardy, I Three Stooges? Weaned on all that stuff because okay. he was an is not not with VHS anymore. He taped, he had thousands of oh, really? these shows with all the commercials edited out. You know, he had one, uh, or not one, but he had a, a series of tapes that were just pilots that never made it. So you can <laughs> go back and watch these. And I mean, now with YouTube, there's a lot of people who, yeah. you know, we don't have to transfer all of these tapes to, uh, you know, to digital files. There's people who've put up some of the stuff, but it's, you know, it's, there's these oddities that no yeah. one's going to remember, you know. So it's 
Was recording and watching like the oddities, was that a hunt for like the unique? Or was, um, you know, was it trying to find something that's like get a life? That's, I think like, that shouldn't that's be? his obsession. You should okay. have him on for VHS, <laughs> for CRs and VHS. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, and that's one of the ways, you know, I became obsessed with the show is I had access to it. And, you know, okay. friends would come over. We were, we'd be in, you know, seventh grade, just, you know, <laughs> drinking a lot of Dr. Pepper and, and, <laughs> and, and eating uh, uh, jelly beans, you know, it's a way of getting high when you're in, in seventh grade <laughs> and just watching, just marathoning these things. And then yeah. doing prank calls, of course, which this show definitely influenced our kind of. Uh, I'll have to give you a copy. I recorded all of them. So. Of your prank calls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, so you already like oddities in comedy. Yeah. And you f- discover Get a Life, and it is really different. Like Fox was doing a lot more experimental stuff. Some of it dumb, like Herman's head is the famous one of just yeah. like you know Herman with all the characters in his head. Yeah. Uh, but this one spoke to you immediately. Yeah. I mean, I guess knowing knowing him, like I said before, on, on yeah on late night. Um, yeah, I mean, more so, because it was just so bizarre, more so than, I like Married with Children and Simpsons and, yeah, or the other ones, Babes and some of the, 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 <laughs> I don't the, remember the Mother Love show. <laughs> see, all these, you'll see snippets of the, the, uh, the, the, the promos for it on the, these are old Get a Life, you know, VHSs. Oh, but, okay, cool. But yeah, we just thought like, this guy is, you know, he's such bizarre, you know, I've always thought too, because there's a connection between uh, Get a Life and The Simpsons, which they I've heard, you know, in the commentary and whatnot that or interviews that the Simpsons staff was watching Get a Life and vice versa. And oh, then okay. you had David Merkin when Get a Life was canceled, move on and became became the uh, I think he was the showrunner on season five to seven, I wanna say, of The Simpsons. Okay. So, so still in prime season. And I felt time. like it kind of when he came on, Homer got a, it got a little zanier. I I like f- season five and six. I okay, know, I know you've already covered Simpsons <laughs> on the show. But, um, we can do a Simpsons sidebar if you want. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that um, that era, I think, like some of the, maybe Chris Peterson, the Chris Elliott character on on, on Get a Life, uh, rubbed off on Homer a little bit. Yeah, you know? he'd get giddy, he'd start laughing and get, get distracted. It was less of that Walter Matthau Matthau from style Homer from season one and two where he's just very gruff and kind of yeah. just a scarier dad, you know, not such like, yeah, I, Bart started to trick him a little more. I think. So you think that the influence <laughs> from know? this get a life writer character really solidified the man child part of Homer Simpson where I think he's so. like never fully grown up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just, he, he became, there was, I think he became a little more layered and a little more unpredictable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, I mean, Maybe a little more psychotic too in its own. Like that's that's the one thing about uh, uh, Chris Peterson is the character, or Chrissy Peterson as he's often referred to as, um, is that yeah, there's this innocence, but there's a really dark, dark tone to the show, and they could get away with it because they had this. Oh, by the way, there's the show has a incessant uh, uh, laugh track from pulled from you know Green Acres or something. Yeah, you know, it's just this canned laughter that. There's definitely, there's no studio audience on this show. Um, and it just adds, because if you, and there's an option on the on the DVD on some episodes where you can take, you can turn, you can listen to uh, audio, uh, one of the, the tracks without uh, the the laugh track. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can hear the crew 
laughing and it's just it's this bizarre <laughs> you hear david merkin going ah, 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 in the background and you know i like to laughing at his own jokes oh, yeah that one hit or that one did um but uh so it, it just yeah it added this this really surreal and you could get away with it being so dark there's one where he stalks a woman girlfriend 2000 I oh think, really uh, season two mm-hmm. uh and he stalks <laughs> her throughout the whole episode i mean it's yeah and there's an aggressive laugh track for stalking yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's this level. He of... super glues his hand to her shoe, so she can't get away. <laughs> of course, she takes the shoe right off and has another one ready for her in her purse. Yeah. So you know, it just it was a surreal. It was like a cartoon come to life. Yeah, it does seem like it almost was like ramping up a little of what is there in a lot of classic comedy because there's a lot of those like innocent yeah. id characters. Like uh, that's a little bit, I think, what Stan Laurel is or what Harpo sure. is of like. I, I'm kind of cute and nice, but if something makes me angry, it's this deep human thing of like we're born kind, but we have darkness. Yeah, yeah. And they, it, I, that's what I like about Get a Life is that it, it gets into that darkness. Oh yeah, real absolutely. quick. <laughs> so yeah. you had people who liked it. You had friends who liked it. So you weren't on this lonely island of like, why doesn't anybody like Get a Life? Yeah, no. We had. Uh, I had. Yeah, I had friends. Uh, we all liked it. We even uh, at one point um, screened it at lunch. You know, for like all of, all of our com- all the comedy nerds, we would gather with our sack lunches, you know, and and watch uh, watch Get Alive. <laughs> how did you How did you screen it? Uh, was there like an AV club room, or there was a like a, a film um, film classroom? So okay, they had, they had a, a projector and a VCR, and um, it was funny because the first week we did it, all these people showed up, <laughs> including girls. Wow. Uh, which was a novelty um, back in, you know, in some or you know, uh, next week, not so many, you know, it, it thinned <laughs> out, we thinned them out, the, we thinned out the herd pretty quickly. Got to the real fans. That wasn't, yeah, I don't really, I don't really get it. And I'll still, you know, use, uh, like, tell, uh, tell someone a quote from the show or recite a quote and uh, I will mostly just get a blank look. And the, it was uh, one of my favorite quotes, which is uh, after the one where he gets, um, uh, super intelligence from toxic waste, which is under the house. Uh, they run out of it. Spoiler. They run out of it at, the, <laughs> at the end, he reverts back to his, you know, idiotic self. And he turns to Brian Doyle Murray's character, Gus, and says, um, Gus, what's that word that rhymes? What's that word that rhymes with normal and starts with an N? And some people are just, they look at me like it's either too, st- I don't know if it's too stupid or they're not, Maybe I'm not hitting the N hard enough. Like, I don't know. But it's that kind of like, that's to me just the best kind of so stupid, but there's a brilliance. Yeah. Like so stupid. It pushes through the other side. Yeah. Yeah. To to brilliance. Yeah. 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 So obviously you liked it as a fan of comedy. You know, you already knew him. It yeah. hit. Uh, you were not deterred from your love by the fact that girls didn't want to watch it, or I'm sure other boys didn't want to watch it too. That those lunchtime uh, viewings thinned out. Yeah, we we powered through. So. Yeah. Did you see? Is it something that you did? You see yourself in Chris at all? God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> um no, but I, I, I think it probably influence my personality yes yeah. yeah which is i don't know if it's i should be saying that <laughs> people aren't gonna oh, you're gonna delete this right this part yeah, yeah sure uh, yeah no but i mean i'll find myself making little noises when i do stuff like you know just this kind of you know mindless yeah. you know it, it's there it was a quirkiness to it i think yeah uh, informed my 
quote unquote sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, so. You know. So did you ever go away from it? Because it lasted like a season and a half, basically, right? Yeah. And then did you do a, a petition? Did you send in, you know, things oh, to the studio? No, <laughs> no. It was. Uh, so remember yet the series finale ends with the end and a flashing question mark. But okay, they they, they screwed it up. They had they were after Married with Children on Sunday nights for the first season and it was doing great. It had yeah. a great lead in. It was it was doing uh doing well with Married with Children and then they moved it to Saturday nights like after before or after cops like on a Saturday <laughs> night because that's when you know everyone's at home you know uh, watching uh you know at yeah. 9 p.m on a Saturday that's so. when the title becomes mocking like on Sunday night get a life it's like oh it's a TV show yeah. at Saturday night when like you're at home alone watching cops then get a life is accurate I, I don't, to you I don't know what the crossover between like cops fans <laughs> and married with children it had that was a cartoon in some way a lot of ways too yeah um they turn into monkeys once yeah for yeah, sure yeah you 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 uh yeah, a lot of Wiley Coyote <laughs> things in there. But that, right, it was, you know, like, I think for a while, then it was like Simpsons, Married with Children, Get a Life. And that was just, it, yeah. it made sense. And then they put it on Saturday and it just, you know, it it, it died there. It died. It was, yeah, quick death. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't write any. Yeah. You think it's too late? Can I still... Well, right, <laughs> right to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Any, I think Snapchat just announced they're doing yeah. scripted well, content. Well, we got Eagleheart, which was his follow-up show, which is okay. sort of started out as sort of like a uh, Nash Bridges or or what's the what's the Chuck um, Norris one? Uh, Walker Texas Ranger. Oh yeah, yeah. And it kind of it expanded, it evolved from that, but that okay. was the closest thing I we we got to. Uh, and that one, I mean, in some ways, went even further than than Get a Life. Yeah, I'll be back for the. Eagle heart. <laughs> so did you uh, then go away from it and just not think about it? Cause you know, you're getting older. There's other things distracting you. Did you come back to it specifically at some point in your life? No, no. Like I said, having those VHSs, you know, before YouTube and before, like, I think this DVD uh, here came, came out like uh, three or four years ago. So it was a, a long stretch. Uh, but yeah, I always had those VHSs. So I'd always, you know, and, yeah, I think like mid to late 90s, you tell some people who remember and you go, I have a copy. And like, let's go watch it right now. Okay. So, so we would, yeah, we would, it, it stayed in rotation. You were like the priest of the church of yeah, Get a Life yeah. of like, I have the holy sermons. Yeah. Come yeah. to my church and yeah. we shall. Yeah. Church of Chrissy Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it stayed really present in your life because you were the holder of the VHS. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then you have brought some materials. You mm-hmm. like, I, I sometimes have to dig for people like, how do you express this obsession? Great. You like this movie or TV show or musician, but what do you do about I it? I brought and, these over without you asking i was like <laughs> yes. like like we're having a play date can i bring over some of my toys no don't touch that one um but so, uh, yeah tell, tell us a little bit about what you have here well i walked in with my uh with my get a life uh letterman uh, letterman jacket that was one of the crew jackets that i found on ebay fits i mean i think it fits pretty well it was it, yeah it looked great i i, I mean I, i've never seen one before or after uh, yeah on i just lucked out and I also brought, was it uh, five, uh, uh, five scripts here that um, were also from eBay. Um, and these are actual production scripts used to shoot this television show. You yeah, like. it's got the producer's name on there, who I won't mention. You know, don't want him to maybe get in trouble. 
Um, I'm sure it, Fox is going to sue over the <laughs> what, 20, 20, 27 year old. Or, Fox lawyers are most of my listening base for Obsessed. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be really careful with that. Uh, so what I, I want to talk a little bit more about the scripts because yes. they're they're amazing. But what drove you to say, like, I love this show so much. Uh, were you actively on eBay looking for get a life stuff? Uh, every once in a while, like, um, yeah. Uh, now you're. Can I? Can we take a second and check eBay? I'm gonna look at my sure, phone. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just you know every once in a while. I think the last time I, I got a, a, a watched Young Guns two again and ended up buying a Young Guns two belt buckle. Which okay. So. There's, there's a lot of weird obsessions here. <laughs> we can get into that one later. No, I, mean, um, I think that's totally understandable that you grew up with toys. You grew up around collectability. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think a lot of people did. And I'm like that, too, of like when I like something, I want to express it through capitalism, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird drive, but it's there. Like yeah. when I was super young and I got into Doctor Who, it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to do because there's not much to buy. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and with something like Get a Life, that makes sense to me of like, well, there's only so I can watch it. And how else can I connect to it? I don't think, honestly, I mean, these are just from last year. I don't think there's a ton of people like me going on eBay. And yeah. there's enough of a demand where, you know, this guy who sold these scripts knew he could get something for it. But but did you, like, um, have to fight for the jacket or the scripts? Was no. it like a bidding war? No, was I mean, just like, it, it was, I will give it you was, X. It was probably like, you know. It was probably like a hundred bucks, but hey, okay. that was like that's a fine investment, you know. Yeah, I don't wear it much because I'm afraid there will be some other David Merkin <laughs> or Chris Elliott or Adam Rising fans going to rip it off me, like especially, <laughs> especially, especially, you know, being passing the UCB theater here. There oh might yeah, be someone who's like someone get a life hipster, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> who wants to take it from you, or or someone's going to think I'm insulting them. And, oh, wearing and it ironically, me. yeah. <laughs> no, no, not you, not you. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about these scripts yeah. because they're nuts. I mean, they have a lot of detail. So like probably the whoever is selling them probably shouldn't have. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, maybe he gave them away to someone who is a fan. But like, yeah, this one, ha- it has, uh, it has like, it's got the, the budget in here, the, you know, special effects budget, all the, uh, the props and whatnot. Uh, and then, I mean, it, it even has like the talent and writers home addresses. Okay. So, which I will not read. (laughs) None of you listening to this will be able to stock, uh, you know, uh, any of these, any of these people here, but But like um, it says where Chris Elliott lived in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of these people probably, so this is getting creepy. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, you know, talk to David Merkin, reconcept of sparks. It's, you know, about the, um. This is the uh, married uh, episode. It says number 15, which I don't know. Anyhow, uh, yeah, so I mean, it has all these uh, all these notes on, on breakdown for props and what uh, letters to people. I mean, it's just, so it's, it's a, it goes it's a, deep. Yeah, yeah, it's a peek behind, not not only the, the weird stuff like, hey, addresses, but like it's a, obviously a peek behind the actual production because there's handwritten notes on these things. Yeah. So did you, then, it, when you got these, did you go and sit and watch that episode and flip through the script and you compare know, and contrast? Or No, I haven't, but I like flipping flipping through these uh, uh, yesterday before coming on uh, the show, I, just, yeah, I went through some of the dialogue and I know it well enough. I went, okay, they changed this line here. Uh, 
where was it? So you you know it well enough that you can recognize it. The chain, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, wow. I think I don't think that that's. I mean, maybe I'm in my. You know, I, I'm not the best uh, barometer for this, but I, th- I, you know, I think a lot of people, if you've seen something over and over, like, you know, uh, like a, a movie you've seen over and over, yeah. you can, you know, ch- ch- like the Star Wars special editions. You go, wait, that line was changed, and everyone talks about it. Yeah. So I'm just a rarer breeder who knows the same kind of yeah. stuff about Get a Life. Yeah, I think that's so. what I'm surprised by is that that it's that something that's this uh, as obscure as it is, right? Right. That you have actually watched it that many times. Yeah. I think partially because a lot of uh, my guests on Obsessed, they'll usually be hooked by whatever obsesses them in their youth, right? Then take a long break, and then something will kind of bring it back to them in their adulthood. But yeah. since this has been with you. You rewatch it, and the church never gone away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's really great. Uh, Are there any other details of the scripts that you wanted to to share in particular? You've got like uh, some specific episodes, like the submarine episode, right? Yeah, the Neptune two thousand. That's where he. uh... Yeah, I mean, it just has music cues um, on the front, the page they're on. Um, This is the one where he gets trapped in a uh, submarine. He ordered. Uh, from a comic book, he gets trapped with his dad and in his bathtub, and they almost <laughs> so suffocated it. Utterly surreal that they build a submarine in their bathtub and they shrink down to the size to be in the submarine. Is that what happened? No, in the it's episode? it's a two two man submarine. <laughs> it fits. I mean, it fits perfectly. They would have had to build it in in there. It doesn't you know? It's, like I said, it's a cartoon, but it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, so that's yeah. I mean, there's a few here I don't know as well. Uh, a uh, Psychic 2000, Prisoner of Love, The Big City. And you got these in a lot, or did you seek them out one by one? It was one? like two, two auctions. Yeah. Two auctions, yeah, okay. I'm tempted to go back now. I need the whole collection. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Only 25, episode? Only 25 more <laughs> scripts to go. Do you have like a favorite episode where you're like, I need the script for that one, because it is the episode? Well, I was showing someone uh, yesterday who'd never seen it, and I started, what did I start with? Um, oh, uh I've always loved the uh, Chris, uh, I don't know the actual title, uh, Chris Becomes a Male Escort. Okay. <laughs> and he's doing it because he gets to see free plays. So, <laughs> and he ends up taking, you know, uh, taking out a, an older woman, uh, or as Gus says, uh, odds are you're going to end up with a old perfume-soaked hag. <laughs> um, but uh, that's one that I've always liked, uh, the one where he stalks the girl and then Meets another girl who starts stalking him. Okay, so it's this, yeah, weird uh, chain of stalking. Um, yeah, I mean the those are a couple that come to mind. The Spewy episode that was like a takeoff on ET. What if ET was this repulsive, puking? <laughs> he there's like custard that comes out of his elbows. Oh really? I mean, it's and Chris drinks it and he goes. He, he I think he's sick. He takes a sip and he goes, yeah, it's not as garlic as it usually is. Um, Spewy, by the way, also stands for uh, uh, stands for special person entering the world. Egg, egg yolks. You, you get that. Uh, so obviously it's got this darkness. It's got this cartooniness. Is that is it the combination of the sort of the dark and the cartoony that hooks you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that like he'll also be he's a character who is, I mean, pr- I would say if dumber than Homer Simpson, I mean, he's got like a neurological damage, right? He's, <laughs> he's, he doesn't track on any, like Homer can hold down. I guess, I guess Chris holds down a paper route, but 
but then he'll also become very like kind of um, almost like his character from Cabin Boy. He can yeah. be very fancy and say, I shan't do that again. And then just be like, he doesn't know how to pronounce the word genius. Okay. <laughs> so it's that that it's the unpredictability. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a nuanced idiot, you know, which, like I said, I think Homer kind of there's episodes where, you know, he gets his where Homer's brain leaves him and he falls on the ground. Like he yeah. can't even it, like his brain he forgets <laughs> how to use motor function or have motor functions. And then, you know, he'll, you know, kind of pull it together and have form full sentences. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. It, I, now I was I read the Wikipedia page and I rewatched the one episode that I remembered from watching it. Like I I watched it and I enjoyed it when it was on. Which one did you? So you I remembered and I remembered it utterly incorrectly. Uh, okay. The zoo episode. Uh, the, zoo animals the on wheels. Zoo animals yes. on wheels. He he does a play, which is interesting because I did theater for he, that was like kind of my main artistic thing until yeah. I started you know becoming a uh, you know stand up and doing more writing in that. Uh, but it was all comedy. But I did theater, so I was in the theater world. A lot. Okay. And it, in Minneapolis, where I used to live. Um, so it's weird that that's the episode that stuck <laughs> with me, but I had no intention at the time when I saw it to be like, I shall do theater. Right. That was not in my wheelhouse. Well, it's terrible theater that they that play. It's terrible theater. And that was, I rewatched it and it was like, well, these this is all the jokes that you make about theater, and they're made really, really well. Yeah. But I wouldn't have known that the when community I saw th- it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a parody of... Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, right? Yeah, I think it's real guys like Kevin Todd, you know, it's like a, a, a Keller or something. You know, it's it's a play on him, but it's what would it, it's like cats meet Starlight Express. There, there's yeah. zoo animals on wheels, and they <laughs> they hate being in a zoo, and so it's sort of preachy. Where like it was the the song, how how do you like it when we stare at you? It doesn't yeah. feel good. Now isn't that true? Yes, um, and that is the line <laughs> that my friend quoted. I'm still friends with him. He actively listens to this podcast, so yeah. he's going to hear this. He came to school the next day because the shtick in the show is that the actors get way too close to the audience and sing this song in their face about being stared at. That is my and my nightmare is audience participation. <laughs> that at least you just kind of I mean he makes a woman scream and <laughs> it's so his good. dad his parents are in the audience. What does he say? Like uh, Gladys, is it physically? Is it medically possible to die of embarrassment? Uh, uh, but my friend Todd got obsessed with singing, and I remembered it inaccurately all these years of how does it feel to be looked at? Yeah. Which yeah. is not exactly what the lyric is. Yeah. How do you like it when people stare at you? It doesn't feel good. Now, isn't that true? <laughs> and they, you know, they, they, it, it has a message, right? Yeah. They, they escape their cages and they uh, roller skate and put on uh, disco uh, parties. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, yeah. And it is really multi layered because this might be reaching a little bit, but. A fair actual criticism of zoos. Right. <laughs> and of the human condition. But with all the jazz of Starlight Express and disco music. <laughs> and all those wheels. Yeah. Oh. But then that metal. And it's got that, all, that, uh, all that jazz parody, too. They have that sequence where he's, yeah. he's getting ready. He's putting all the he's, tiger makeup on. Yeah. And it's a great detail that it is an actual successful Broadway show. This isn't a piece of shit that the community theater put together. Like, on Broadway, this is a true hit. And this is just the crappy community theater yeah. version of it. Yeah. I would totally go see this over cats. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been singing inaccurately. How does it feel to be looked at for years? Well, now you know, yeah, the rest of the story. Now I know the truth. <laughs> so, I wanted to kind of ask about the character because like, I know it is a weird thing to say do you want to be like him because obviously he <laughs> is dark. He does do creepy weird things. But I think 
like Homer, he's got some redeeming qualities, but there is also this sort of, there's some freedom in him because oh, yeah. he is, he, it, it, the title, Get a Life, is the idea of like, what if a loser still had like a little kid job from the 1950s of a paper boy? Yeah. But then when you watch it, like, he gets away with like releasing his id. Sure. In doing these sort of dark things. He's got a different adventure every week. with anything that like, he has. He doesn't yeah. care what other people think. He has lots of different, like, it seems like he's legitimately interested. Like, there's no wink, wink, nod, nod. He got married in one episode. Yeah, he gets married. He doesn't think he gets married dumb. at 10 a.m. and they're divorced by 3 p.m. And <laughs> by, by the time he sees her at the end at 6 p.m., they both moved on and they're seeing other people. And then a, he goes, and one, the, the, one of the crazy thing happened to me. One of those giant boulders fell on me. And just a giant boulder falls on him, kill, killing him. And that's the end of the episode. He, I mean, of the 30-some-odd episodes, I think it's like 30 or 33, something like that, he dies in, I want to say, 7 to 10. There might be even, that might be conservative, but. Yeah. So he even. He gets shot. There's a, I mean, but he's <laughs> also not dead. There's a big hole in his, his stomach. They, they just right. transparent effect. Uh, so it's like this fantasy of the cartoon life of like, that hurts and it sucks. But yeah. I don't die. But I mean that I, I did a um a cartoon uh 2012 was it with um Eric Filipkowski who's a writer um and uh, we co-created the show uh for YouTube it was the oh, cool. first um paid content um so we did it was a show called Weasel Town and uh with no actual weasels it's a cat and a dog <laughs> so it confused it was for like this the the Smosh uh oh yeah uh, audience so it was like for you know 10 to 13 year olds roughly um they didn't I don't we basically we made the show for us they were like keep it current like make sure it's for kids so we yeah so yeah we put fax machines in there and dolly parton and kenny rogers you know <laughs> stuff that all the kids will know right all this um screaming fax machines but, for but, the kiddies but the, the main character dipster he he dies in at least two episodes out of the 10 we did that's a total uh uh get a life nod um or influence and uh um yeah. So. Yeah. So, do you think some of your passion for it is this fun fantasy of being a, a little bit of a, a a free spirit? Yeah. It's because uh, the other thing is he's he's not malicious. He can be he can be an ass. He can be a jerk and yeah. laugh at people. But he's never uh, even the darkness. Like he's not actually gonna. Well, there might be a line about him maybe murdering. Yeah, there's okay. I take that back. <laughs> One line about murder. Yeah, I mean, come on. He says something about the, the you know if, if I'm not going to you know stop following you until we both are rotting in you know the devil's mulch in hell. You know, <laughs> and, but then you know it goes into a high pitched voice. I love you. You know, so it's just it's it's not to be taken uh, too seriously, or is it? Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. It's interesting to me that, it, like, as I see it, it is this comedy trope that goes back to classic comedy of the true free spirit, but it's packaged in the idea of get a life like this guy's a loser. Yeah, and I think Fox wanted to really, like, the way they saw it was he's a, you know, grown-up Dennis the Menace. It's in the, the pilot episode, the one where he gets stuck on the roller coaster, the Hell Loop 2000, okay. uh, was a maybe a little you know, a little broader he was the guy who came over and his best friend lives next door or down the street. Um, and they're both kind of like little kids when they're together. And his wife hates Chris, their arch nemesis, nemesis, nemesis. Um, 
so in the first one, it's kind of like, oh, that idiot coming over while we're both waking us up when we're in bed. And then they go, he, you know, uh, skips work and they go to this roller coaster, get caught upside down and they're on the news. So yeah. It was like a much more kind of like, it's zany, it's wacky. And then I think they had a lot of trouble with a lot of notes. From the network. <laughs> they had a lot of back and forth. And I mean, they, I think they got away with a lot because there was, you know, they would, uh, they would really fight for the yeah. jokes, and it was hated. I mean, the it was it was the kind of show. I think for years after, if you were like bring up Get a Life to some executives, they would like they would if you're pitching or something, you just it would be it's, it would poison the room, right? And actually, when we when we when we pitched Weasel Town, um, another plug there on, on YouTube, <laughs> uh, it's got facts all, all ten kids, all, yeah. <laughs> all ten episodes. Um, we actually, I mean, it was, we never pitched anything. We didn't know yeah. what we were doing. In fact, like Eric, he had a sore throat. He wasn't able to talk and I was super shy. So what we did is we passed out uh, uh, like the synopsis for the episodes to everyone and had, had them read to themselves, which is really like, you know, we were like real, read quietly in we the room. Some real PT Barnum's there. Yeah. Uh, and step right up, step right up. And, read quietly and they yourself. read, and then I had like a, you know, a, a couple of my uh, designs on, on an iPad and, and we mentioned, and we, yeah, we mentioned Chris Elliott, that he was a, a big uh, influence of ours. Okay. And I think like, as we did it, we were kind of going, Ooh, should we have done that? And the guy was, the guy was, you know, just looking at us. This guy Barry, uh, we used to work for uh, Disney, and he just kind of was staring. And he, got, there was a pause, and he went, "I love Chris Elliott." I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, but <laughs> how times have changed? Because I'm sure, like most of those executives are gone, or and they're, like the new ones, they all, you know, grew up on it or kind of get it because it was way ahead of its time. Yeah, like, like this is a show that could absolutely it would have thrived on like Adult Swim or Comedy Central. Yeah, it you is like a like non-animated Stella Adult Swim or Workaholics or you know all these shows that are just, you know, yeah, just bonkers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bananas. Why, sorry, sorry about the language, but <laughs> yeah, um so I think you know, it was the show that was 20 years ahead of its time. It just, uh, you know, <laughs> people, you know, just they 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 hated it. They, I mean, the, the audience, like, you either got it or you didn't. And there was a lot less, the people who got it loved it. I mean, yeah. I'm here, I'm living proof. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I turned out okay. Right. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the laugh track. Cause I thought yeah. when I was watching it, I was trying to actually access my own human memories and go like, was this more over the top of a laugh track than was present Back in the day, and it, it's aggressively bad, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on purpose bad. Yeah. Okay. So if you could, I mean, have... maybe even more so than like you know your your two and a half men or like you know where they they've done those videos where they take the laugh track out of you know these like modern sitcoms yeah. and it's you know there's such long pauses for these and you're like wait that joke didn't really it was I mean you might get a slight chuckle if it happened in real life maybe or yeah. you go get out of my house you know like somewhere in, somewhere in there you know? the trap door opens yeah yeah <laughs> uh uh but yeah it is it's it's pretty it's pretty over the top and yeah. it, but it gives it that like i said that surreal just i mean it's a dark joke too there's just this imagine all these you know uh uh blue-haired you know uh, housewives <laughs> and their their husbands you know cr- uh, cracking up to jokes about stalking or you know yeah uh, you know him you know, um 
messing his underwear or lines about like um, <laughs> when I was lacing up one line when I was lacing up my underwear this morning. You just go what? And is there a laugh track to that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that at, at the end of that that line, but um, oh, that's great. Yeah. So if you could have a laugh track in your life, <laughs> would you ever want that? Like at any point, like socially or just like even like just in your home just like yeah, I'm if I could shaving tur- and people are laughing <laughs> if i could turn it off because that would sound <laughs> that sounds like a uh, like a uh, twilight zone episode or yeah like, yeah like uh i meant it as like a fun question and then when i heard myself say it like, like this oh, is a this is a nightmare yeah <laughs> this yeah. is a nightmare on wheels yeah <laughs> or everything you said everyone thought was funny like, yeah oh no i'm being serious there's a fire <laughs> You know, I think the few times, like I, in general, I'm I'm on like the extrovert introvert line. Yeah. So in general, like when I'm out in public, I'm I'm pretty good at like keeping the conversation rolling and being an extrovert. Okay. But the few times in life where I've just been like, I'm I'm really tired, and this conversation is a lot of work to keep going. A laugh track might be fun to have <laughs> just to, just to, to fill, add it out, just to fill so the so you void. can get to your 22 minutes and be out. <laughs> yeah. End credits. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are questions I ask everybody about uh, all the podcasts, all across all the episodes of this podcast. Do you think about Get a Life every day? Now, I've thought about this question before because I've listened <laughs> to it. But I would say it's a, uh, a, yes and, a yes and no. Okay. Because while I don't think I specifically think of the show or a scene or line, um, I am an idiot every day. So I kind of, I mean, like I said, I think it kind of informs or had, or has informed my, um, just kind of like dumb, hopefully somewhat smart sense of humor. You know, yeah. just, uh, just kind of, I'll go for a joke. that's not, it's better to go. I'll go for a joke. that's not going to like, just put it out there. Cause sometimes <laughs> it will hit. Sometimes yeah. your friends will walk away from you, <laughs> you but it's that- worth, it's worth it. Do you mean that mostly socially or like writing projects like YouTube? Like that that's your goal? No, socially. I'm not I I uh I mean I tweak like with the um with with Weaseltown and we're actually working on um uh another show now that oh, we're, cool. we're we've been developing for a little while. Um we're getting ready to sh- show around uh, anyone listening contact me at uh, <laughs> uh lava bear at gmail. Um but uh, um, no, I mean Eric is Eric Filipowski is the 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 sole writer of that show and, and so okay. far of this one. Um, I mean, if we if we you know continue, you know, probably get other people uh, in on it. But uh, I'll tweak stuff here and there. But it's it's mostly him. I'm not much of a writer except for you know Twitter. Yeah, um, so. which I think your Twitter is very funny. Do you feel oh, like you approach Twitter that way? Of like, I'm, I'm in the mood. I'll throw I'm, it out I'm there. I'm going for a Chris Elliott joke. Yeah, I mean, there's one, um, and I have noticed, and I'm sure you have too, and every, everyone who's, you know, tried to be funny um, on, on Twitter is like, no matter how uh, hyperbolic, how sarcastic or hyperbolic you are with the joke, yeah, there's always someone who's it's just going to like fly, <laughs> fly over their head. And it, I've, I've gone to the point where I'm like, I can't make this more obviously a joke. This is not what I like, yeah. just so extreme. And it just comes back to... Well, why do you like? Well, that's not. I, I posted a picture of my friend uh, uh, who was petting a cat, uh, you know, in, a, in someone's driveway, just a stray cat. And I just wrote a boy and his dog. And I had someone say, <laughs> "Actually, that's a Siamese cat." And I went, "I give up. I give up." But no, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely throw stuff out there that I'm like, I don't even think about, and it'll get a huge response. And the stuff I try to like really 
craft. All kind of craft. Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah, that that is torturous sometimes when you go uh, like I'm gonna make this perfect beautiful tweet. <laughs> yeah, it'll be you're changing imp- it around. Yeah, you're changing every the structure of the this. Yeah, impervious to correction and, from idiots. And then there was this one uh, for the the Star Wars uh, uh, 40th anniversary. It was like that evening, and I'm like. I'm not going to do, I sometimes feel obligated to be, oh, do a May the 4th tweet or whatever. Uh, And it was just, uh, it's like nine o'clock at night. And I went, oh, you know what? I just, I posted a picture of the, uh, the, the Enterprise from Star Trek and said, (laughs) happy 40th Star Wars or happy 40th. And it just, I don't know. It was just a, I thought it was, it's, it's a dumb, just kind of lazy joke, (laughs) but people like it, it became, it became a moment on Twitter. I yeah. was like, "What the? What the? Oh, really? What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> it was, but people like laughing, and some people were like angry. Some people thought I was trolling. I'm like, I think this is where we need to make a distinction here: is that there's a difference between trolling and being like really st- just making a stupid joke. Yeah, I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to trick anyone. I'm not trying to make anyone upset. I think trolls are like there to kind of like you know turn the screws and or you know kind of like poke the bear yeah like no this was just a this was just a throwaway one that just happened to you know get some uh some response but uh yeah that's amazing because they're kind of like the two you described are kind of the same joke of just like that really great utterly classic i am calling thing a thing b and we all know it's thing it's like when you go to a kid and you're like what noise does a cat make is it moo and the kid will go no yeah, like, yeah, it's just like that classic pure joke. Yeah, and it's sad that Twitter is a place where you will be corrected or rewarded for that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to hashtag my tweets with a joke, or because then I'm sure there'll be someone who still like I have to like do an addendum to each tweet with or oh uh, do in parentheses of you know this this is what I actually. It's like if you have to explain the you know of course yeah. if you have to explain the joke then yeah. Um, <laughs> but are you reeling yourself back now? This is a total Twitter uh, sidebar. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm obsessed with Twitter. I'm, is it? Have you had anyone? No, you haven't. Had I haven't done a Twitter episode because I've been waiting huh. for the, like the right time because I'm super obsessed with it. Uh, right? Are you? Do you interview yourself? I have like a schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Twitter, Joseph? Yeah. I don't know. I have you to tweet. Tweet. The, tweet the whole thing as we're doing. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tweet a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that we got threads, <laughs> good God, an hour of fucking tweeting to myself. Um, do you do you think that we are are heading to a point where people are going to uh, uh, stop tweeting things because they know they're going to be corrected? Or is that where you're at? No, no, no. I think. I mean, <laughs> it it irks me, but like it's it's all it's 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 fun. It's like and it's like when when you're griping to friends, you're not really aggravated or agitated by it. yeah so it's just it's a topic it's just a you know to have something to talk about now i mean of course with with writing jokes that could have you know this you know a lot of faux outrage yeah like, or people attacking you you know i mean of course there's you know it's this you know this is a topic that you know is i hear on a lot of comedy podcasts is like you know uh uh is it should you you know be should you be wary or sensitive to some people or or yeah like are some people actually sure there are but most of it i think it's just like what what can i be fake outraged about today right i'm gonna so um so i i try not to do that stuff i think when chuck berry died i a lot of people had the you know back to the future jokes like and i was like almost gonna do it i'm like eh 
he just died. And I was just like, you know, and it's not like really like, oh my God, like what a, you know, if I'd done it, but I was just like, eh. So somehow I was shy away from yeah, it's not that kind of it. stuff. But I remember I got, <laughs> whenever I told about, uh, tweet about hating uh, uh, Trump, you know, got yeah. uh, some unfollows of, you know, here or there. But like, I remember one um, was, uh, we're totally off our subject here with Get a Life. Do I think about it every day? No, I think about Twitter and outrage. Yeah, uh, this is my bad. We'll, we'll get back on track in a second. But no, it was just a tweet that was, I got some toys delivered to uh, the office I was working at. And uh, I said, uh, oh, it's just like Christmas without that jerk Jesus, <laughs> which I should have read in a Norm MacDonald voice. But like, but that was one where I'm like, do you, and people, I, no response, but people unfollow them. I'm like, do you really think I'm going to use Twitter as uh, my atheist plat like I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use this joke to like try to to, to convert you to you know yeah. my heathen my he- you know heathen ways like it's just it's like come on and like, I don't like, think yeah. Jesus is a jerk guys <laughs> I'm sure he was a swell fella yeah I, of all the like criticisms that people ever have of religion Jesus is a super nice guy yeah he turns water into wine for yeah. God's sakes yeah that's not a jerk yeah. that's a party guy that's great <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that all right we'll get back to get a life yeah. uh, when people walk do you in think your... about Jesus every day <laughs> <laughs> do you think <laughs> I haven't done an episode on Jesus every That'd day and very... every night sir <laughs> on especially my at night yeah uh, <laughs> he walks with me anyway uh back to get a life uh which you know actually there is kind of a connection because you know chris elliott rises again after getting it's true. <laughs> murdered uh, I didn't, didn't jesus have that. a giant boulder falling over what what yeah what, and he, what, he uh, builds a sub in the bathtub with his dad too yeah. <laughs> uh, when people walk into your home can they immediately tell you're obsessed with get a life is there anything that physically gives it away there's uh yeah there's like a production uh a promo still of him in a frame on the wall. Oh, really? And then one in the bathroom. In, in the bathroom, that's uh, <laughs> him as like a him like as a teen beat like hunky model where he's got mm-hmm. this big fake uh, wig on and yeah. he looks like you know uh, um, uh, George Michael sort of and it yeah. says "Love Chris" on it. <laughs> it was just I found you know there's a couple of magazines like some old uh, '90s magazines, but. Uh, no, I mean, I would like to. I mean, if anyone out there has any Get a Life props, I mean, there's some stuff. Like, I do this with a lot of shows. Okay. Yeah, if anyone has any props, you know, contact me at. Uh, um, but, I mean, I do this with a lot of shows. I just sit there and go, oh, I would love to have that prop. And I bet, like, they threw it away. Yeah. Or it's, uh, uh, it's like the dream is like when Kramer found the old Merv Griffin set. <laughs> Merv Griffin set in the, uh, uh, so yeah, I would like to, uh, yeah. I'd like to decorate more, but like I said, there's not, I mean, you know, there's you have to go on stuff. eBay to find stuff. Yeah. There's not, there were no, there's okay. no real products. Yeah. So if somebody walked into your home, they would see like one thing, but then when it's, they know something's urinate, wrong with me, but not, <laughs> not particularly in, in terms of, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of toys, okay. a lot of toys and video game stuff and yeah, yeah i can i can relate it's like that. the 40 year old virgin but i open all my toys that's, that's the <laughs> a, a free and open 40 yeah, year old virgin yeah. uh not as uptight with me with all my toys and boxes <laughs> uh would you buy underwear with chris elliott's face on them yeah of course yeah do you do you have a lead on this, is this <laughs> nope uh, <laughs> this is this is yeah, just a make know, up I, question okay yeah oh, of course yeah yeah in fact i can i start researching uh underwear manufacturer uh, <laughs> manufacturers um yes yeah absolutely 
I only ask this question, uh, though, would you buy underwear with somebody's face on them every once in a while? Because sometimes people are like, well, yeah, of course. It's one of the many ways that I express my interest in something. Yeah. I have this kind of underwear. I have this kind of underwear. You know, Doctor Who underwear. Guns and Roses, Star Wars, whatever. Yeah. That's stuff I like. Uh, and other people are like, no, that's disrespectful to what I like to wear it on my ass. <laughs> right. But I feel like for Chris Elliott, it's a compliment. Yeah. Like if you, I feel like if he's like, I custom made your face to wear on my ass. Yeah. And Chris Elliott would be like, thank you. Yeah. Like, that would be high praise, Would you please sign my rump, sir? <laughs> uh, would you ever write a poem about how much you love Get a Life? Uh, no. No. Uh, that's, now that's creepy. That would go in too far. That's a little uh, too obsessed. Yeah. You right. dock me a point uh, at the end. Uh, no. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be a poet. If, if you challenged me. Yeah. Like, it's just you, not like how you some slam poet, like get a life slam poet <laughs> or, or open the mic. Uh, uh, open the open word. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's yeah, not, not no interest. In that. Okay. No interest in that. All right. I'm starting, I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit, but it's, it's still, it's still a no. <laughs> when you think of it as a slam poetry competition, it's yeah. got some weight. All right. But it's nothing you would do by your own, on your own. Uh, would you have a get a life themed birthday party? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Start planning for next year. Yeah. In fact, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know who would show up, but... Uh. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I could... I would hurt myself on the roller skates, but I could try to put together the costumes yeah. from the musical, from Zoo yeah. Animals on Wheels. Uh, would you cosplay as a character from Get a Life at San Diego Comic-Con? Ooh. Yeah. Um, Chris is pretty... It'd be hard. You know, he's just a white shirt and, like, khaki pants white tennis shoes <laughs> so no one would know what it is yeah so i look like a lot of people there um yeah is there anything distinctive is there an episode could you dress up as spewy Ooh, no i mean he was like he was a little person and now that oh if find to find that prop you know the spewy I, costume yeah because i i'd have to I, i'm curious what the origin of that was because it seemed like a really expensive prop to make i'm wondering if it was from some low budget movie because i know the in Paperboy 2000, they reused um, the um, some uh, some vehicle from like an old science fiction movie that I think they have okay. a lot. You can see right here. Oh, this is the booklet from the DVD. Yeah. That's, oh, nice. That's the thing, and uh, yeah, I think they just rented it. Oh, cool. Okay. So, um, but yeah, Spewy would be tough. Maybe one of the zoo animals on wheels, but it, that's deep. I yeah. mean, there would be the people that would know it would love it. But other people would beat me up. So uh, that no, I would. I just have to find. Uh, I have to find uh, the right thing. Something, you know, if not iconic, interesting to look yeah. at at least. Yeah. So you're willing to express it physically. Would you get a get a life tattoo? Uh, probably not. Um, Is that just there are too many different shows and loves that you have that you fill your body with? I've I've got two, and like people go, oh well, once once you start getting them, it's addictive, and I'm like, no, it's (laughs) I just I like this one I got on a whim. Um, This one here, which is like a a a leaf with a sort of a a band called Unwound. Okay, and then the other one here, I had liked this image since 1996. So, and I got it in 2014. So I really thought I, I molded over quite a bit okay. so like i don't not like oh, I, I gotta get another one it'd have to be so now you're asking all these questions that i say no to at first then i'm like <laughs> maybe maybe i'll get a chris elliott tramp stamp oh, oh that's another great way to honor him yeah. especially if you have the boxers and you have big chris on your butt and little chris on the small yeah. of your back yeah um uh, 
That'd so, be great. To answer your question, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. Uh, would you break up with someone who just hated Get a Life? If you're dating someone, you showed them Get a Life, and they're just like... That was actually a thing that uh, I remember my dad saying is on the first date, show her Cabin Boy, and if she doesn't like it, she's out. Um, <laughs> was he that's saying not... that facetiously, or was that pretty sincere? I th- I think pretty sincere. Like, yeah. he, uh, you know... My 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 mom and he they don't you know uh, like everything but they like the Dick Van Dyke show so yes. it's like if you find the right so she could that's a tough one she wouldn't have to like Cabin Boy but she gotta she'd have to uh, appreciate yeah that's a tough one yeah she, if she liked Mr Show and Honeymooners and you know uh, Laurel and Hardy the three Three stu okay here that's one okay uh, you know and the 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 uh, the stereotype or the the, the, the the thing is that women don't like the Three Stooges, which I don't. I don't find to be totally true. Yeah. Hi, Bonnie Burton. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, that one I get a little bit more because yeah. I think people in general, it's like, oh, they just hit each other, and it's like I kind of question your sense of humor a little bit if you don't, because I like the Three Stooges. Yeah. But yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I think it's about like kind of how central it is because like yeah, if they're just like I don't like any physical comedy, I don't like any straightforward slapstick yeah. like Three Stooges, um, that would be understandable. Of like, well, okay, we're not compatible. But Get a Life gets to this sort of I don't know. To me, I feel like it does get this deeper because it's it, there. There are layers to it, like you're talking about. Yeah, and there's something about like, can you access those layers? I mean, it would it, it would depend if it's just like ah, oh, I just you know. Something about him irks me. Like, I don't really like this thing. But like I said, liked, um, you know, The State or, or Kids in the Hall or, you know, it was, wasn't was just, oh, I don't like absurd humor. Okay. Like, but I, I actually, like a couple of months ago, I remember uh, we're um, uh, hanging out at my place and I was trying to show people uh, Mr. Show and this one girl said, I, I don't like comedy. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like you. Uh, yeah. It was just this, you know, the media was like, well, I'm not somewhat interested in her before. Not anymore. I'm like, that's yeah. like, I don't like air. Yeah. Or, you know, a lot of people, you know, uh, the, the, I hear a lot of people uh, are you know, confounded by when people go, I, I, I don't like, or I don't listen to music. It's just like, yeah, I, I as I'm older, I listen to more my talk radio, quote unquote, yeah. the, with podcasts in the car. I don't really listen to music anymore, but I still listen to music. You go out and you for music and, you know, and yeah. hang out with people or to see shows. But like, that's a weird one. I don't like comedy. I don't like music. It's like, yeah, well, like there's a part of you that's missing yeah. <laughs> as a human. I try not to be too judgmental on the I podcast. I like but... interacting with humans. <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I really like your general answer that like if somebody you were dating somebody like get a life isn't for me, but yeah. then they would have an absurd humor, like saving throw to use D and D terminology think... of like, if you like something else, you're, you're still okay. Well, there was always this, as you get older, you're, um, your priorities change. I think if you'd asked me that, um, definitely 10 years ago, maybe in five years, I'd be, Oh no, deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. And I almost did it now. And I'm still 73. I'm leaning towards <laughs> you. You got to go. But like, I remember I had this whole like litany of, uh, like, a um, like cannot accept if, you know, said potential mate, LOLs and yeah. you know 10 or 15 years ago I'm like now like who, who the fuck cares? like what are you talking about like <laughs> I don't yeah or or uh can't like such such and such band um or whatever um 
I still stand by you can must hate Maroon Five, but beyond that, <laughs> um, but no, you, but so so if you'd asked me that 10, 15 years ago, I'd be like, oh, that's a deal breaker. And yeah, now, it's probably a deal breaker, but we'll see. You know. Yeah, I think that's so. Funny. Ladies, look out! You better like get a life. <laughs> uh, if every time you watched Get a Life, it made Chris Elliott cry, would you still watch <laughs> Get a Life? Oh, so this is a, a change of the, the getting kicked in the... Uh, <laughs> in the crotch question. In, in the I've retired the crotch question for, for a while because I asked uh, many people that. I mean, everyone's got to, like, have a release every once in a while. So I feel like <laughs> I do it, like, not too often, but, you know, just, like, at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> to be a jerk like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's better than the... Now it, I would totally kick him. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll go back to the old question. I would kick him uh, in the crotch uh, if it meant that. Uh, yeah, if that was the only way for me to see or own get a life, I would also steal it. Okay. Um, I would murder Jesus again. <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna I'm gonna get some nice feedback. Um, yeah, I you know I'd feel bad, but you yeah. Know, because that's the you, hard. You got to you got to uh, suffer for your art, right? Yeah. You know, like he's got to. Uh, I, I would I would tone it down. You tone it down, but he's gonna he's gonna cry. All right, cry you, you try to time it for like holidays when he's with his family. <laughs> yeah. so he's got some support. <laughs> no, I like that. I mean, I and I I ask these questions because they're dumb. Fun That's a better comedy one. questions, well, but there's it's also like the how am am I willing? How important I'm this, is this to me? I'm willing to positive. Like yeah. he's gonna get you know like it's it's cathartic. So you got to cry every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, yeah, and I think if I haven't cried. Out, I'll, I'll probably cry at the, by the end of this. Uh, <laughs> by the end of this podcast. I will go full Barbara Walters, <laughs> and I will get tears on this episode of Obsessed. But yeah, it did, that fits to me too. Like I think if you found out there's some strange, strange cosmic curse where when this specific human watches my classic show, I have to weep. I feel like Chris Elliott of all people would kind of like. Or if you get that weird tingly thing when you touch your belly button. Like. <laughs> That's probably even better. Um, I ask everybody to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise can you make to sum up your obsession with Get a Life? Beep. Is that a joke from Get a Life? Yeah. Yeah. Back to the genius thing. He, uh, uh, the, the girl that uh, he, he starts stalking. After she runs him over with his car by accident, her car by accident, uh, he starts to say, "Oh yeah, you must be one of those genius, uh, genio, genius." She was genius. Yeah, yes. Oh yes, if, according to those silly tests. Anyway, and he goes, "I am too." I think. Beep. Just like <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that made me just like as a like seventh grader go. This I love this man. This is you know yeah. this is so bizarre. Like, There's nothing like this. Yeah. In fact, oh, I don't have that one. I I need. I would like to see the script of that one to see if that if there's a beep. If beep and is the, scripted, if beep is scripted, or if it's just yeah, if it's just him. Uh, An improvised beep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got to the the portion of the episode where we rate the obsession. Okay. Lately, I've been letting uh, the guests go first and say what level they think they're at. Oh. Rather than me always assigning it, it's a it's a scale of one to seven. One being the lowest, seven being the highest. Where where did you pick? Uh, where, where did it stop at seven? Just uh, I just like the number seven. Okay. And now I realize it was a terrible choice because <laughs> almost everyone is five, and my system is broken. And oh, okay. I'm, I'm a bad podcaster. Well, I would go. I mean, it's hard to diagnose yourself. It right? is. It is. Uh, so because I, I don't want to go too high, I would I would go five and a half, six. I mean. Yeah. I feel with having the the scripts, knowing, yeah. knowing like you know line changes in the script, um, but I also don't think that like 
I you know could recite I, I couldn't recite every actor that was on it like yeah it, it's not a boil your bunny type of level of <laughs> session but yeah but I'll you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with six I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna give or Five I'm just going to ratchet right back up to six. Okay. I think okay. six okay. is okay. where it belongs. Round it, round it up. Yeah. I'm going to round it up, yeah. Because yeah. everybody expresses their obsession differently. And, yeah. you know, I do think I am fascinated with where comedy meets darkness, which is why I like doing this podcast, because I think <laughs> right. it's not what you like. It's obsessed, because yeah. that's how I am. It's like every once in a while I've been like, whoa, I need to slow my roll yeah. on this thing I like. And I'm fascinated when, with people who experience that as well. Uh so I, we all express it differently, but I feel like you make active efforts to express your obsession and the fact that you never gave it up and you are a priest of Get a Life. <laughs> spreading the gospel. <laughs> spreading yeah. the gospel. One uh, DVD or VHS at a time. Yeah. Like that's a unique kind of obsession of like, guys, everybody, hey, you need to know this. I think I would get to a seven if there were uh, products to be had yeah. and purchased because... I, I'm glad. I'm in some ways glad because it would be like, you know, I remember at one point thinking like, oh, I'm gonna try to get every piece of Simpsons merchandise. Whoa. I mean, it was just back. I mean, it it was kind of crazy at the beginning, and then it kind of slowed down, and then yeah. it was kind of like, I don't know how serious I was, but there was. I mean, I if you see my place, there's a there's there's a. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, a lot of toys, a lot of Simpson stuff, but um, uh, where, where, where was I going with that? Uh, just, just that you're happy that I'm, there's not yeah, yeah. get a life um, bed sheets and get a life action figures. But and... I have to go with uh, you know what's available on eBay and and uh, yeah, hopefully you know hopefully this will bring some of these people who own this stuff to me. That would be, that would be <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, that'd be great. But now. Give me a lower rating so they charge me less. You're in a one, <laughs> sir. You you don't know anything about this and are hardly willing to pay much for it. Yeah, the only way you're going to get to a pathetic 3.5 on the Obsessed scale yeah. is by more and more eBay products. <laughs> yeah, no true Get a Life fan is a Get a Life fan without actually owning that alien costume. So there's also, no way. I've got some of the puppets from <laughs> the, uh, uh, the wooden puppets from uh, the movie Cabin Boy. Oh really? Like actual some of the props they're all wrapped oh, up and uh, also from eBay. But um, but that we were not on the Cabin Boy uh, yeah. episode, so that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't count. We'll get to that one. Uh, so <laughs> plugs uh, before our final question, so people can find you on social media. What's your handle? Handle is just uh, Nathan Hamill, one word. That's Nathan Hamill, not Nathan Hamill spelled out with one word at the end. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, that's I th- yeah, that's it for uh, for Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I've got like a, a Facebook uh, art page. Oh, cool! Um, and then the website is just uh, www.nathanhamill.com. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, pretty easy to find. No Snapchat. I don't. I can't. I don't need another one. It's one more thing. Yeah, yeah it's fine. I don't but like. It's too much. I don't want to see your stories. You don't want to see mine. <laughs> Uh, I don't need, I don't know if it's, that's yeah. It. Soon if, there will be like a, a social media site that is like, we know enough about each other.com and you're just friends, but you never see any content. Well, yeah. I mean, I rarely go on Facebook, but like, and it's almost like homework. I feel like, uh, yeah. I check in. So I like the thing you posted on my page, which I don't even allow to post to my page. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I'll acknowledge it. That, but they, I just saw that they added like stories on there. I'm like, oh, great. A whole nother set of stories that I will never watch. <laughs> like that's. Unless Chris Elliott starts one, then I then, will watch his. Oh, good yeah. God, yes. And then Weasel Town is the YouTube show? 
uh, yeah, Weasel Town, um, which is on YouTube. Uh, there's ten episodes. They're 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 short. We did uh, ten three minute episodes. Cool. So check that out. Like, yeah, if if you're a fan of uh, Get a Life, then uh, there's definitely some of that. That uh, that's that's actually how I met uh, uh, or got hooked up with Eric Filipkowski. Oh, okay. Cool. I went to. Um, I'm going to name drop here. Went to uh, Derek Waters, who does um, Drunk History. Oh, yeah. I know all these guys through the improv through uh, high school friends okay. um, who also were performing there. So I went there and met met up with uh, Ben Hoffman and, and Derek and everybody. And I came to Derek and I went, oh, so I have this chance to do this show or pitch a show for, for a cartoon for YouTube. And he's like, I don't really like cartoons. I'm not, it's not really my <laughs> thing. But he goes, you should talk to this guy, Eric. Oh, nice. He like he loves get a life and it was like so we had like this you know kind of uh this unspoken you know uh comedy bond like from the beginning yeah so like we you know it, it worked out really well and you know we're working on something else now uh uh which uh yeah i, I can't yeah i wish i could say something i think you had someone on I mean, the was it the girl who was the, the woman who's on for disney death yeah or yeah for she was like i have this project i can't talk about it. she comes out <laughs> i'm in that yeah the same boat there so um, it's totally hollywood I, pretty soon i'm just gonna have somebody who's fully in witness protection and they're just yeah. like i can't tell you anything about myself yeah but that's hollywood we, we got totally the website we got the domain okay but, yeah so we, we've, we've heard of that but. so domain hunters go find out what that domain is and you'll get a jump uh, here's some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. is at Joseph Grimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. It's at Obsessed Podcast. No stories, so it's less work. Uh, you can check out my <laughs> pop culture comedy station on Anchor called Head Cannon. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and various comedy adventures, you can check out my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. And you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes where my wife Sarah and I talk about something that we are obsessed with in the moment for full info on that go to patreon.com slash joseph scrimshaw all right final questions yes you ready i think so all right if you could shoot one of these two things out of your hand which would it be lightning or gift cards <laughs> uh lightning lightning yeah. yeah yeah is this just full video game is this just uh you want to be bioshock oh man um I don't know. Are they are they gift cards that expire or? <laughs> you um, asked the best follow up question. Yeah, because <laughs> that's illegal now. I think they made something. Out of it yeah, that they. Um, but that also could be fun because you could hit people really hard with them. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gift Ow, for my you. my <laughs> eye. Um, but I mean, I think that's like a flying invisibility thing. Yeah, I think the the lightning is the way to go. Now, someone like to get sidetracked here for a second. There's another podcast I was listening to, and that there was the question that it's flying in invisibility. Oh yeah. But here's the problem now: everyone's answer is well, not everyone, but most people's answer is flight. But I think nowadays you'd be shot down, you're being tracked. Oh, right. Yeah. What, I mean, you could like you know fly around your house or like, but you're <laughs> <laughs> just you, circle. You could. I mean, if you, <laughs> you, if you could like, anxiety. if you could hover, if you could move it, but like. But then the other problem is you say, I like that I'm like going on. <laughs> uh, th but the invisibility thing is like the only way, thing you can do with it really is like kind of like be a bad person, be a pervert or. Yeah. Uh, or just not be seen, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I'd have to go with lightning. Although I think you <laughs> get more. <laughs> More entertainment out of it. Like, you get more like, hey, look at that guy giving out. Get, you can make more friends with, 
If you make more friends with gift cards. Yeah. He's just shooting out That's a good the one. gas station gift cards out of his hand. What? Yeah. Blockbuster? Weird. Why? But you look cooler with the lightning. Yeah, the lightning is just yeah. cool. But right? I feel like you, the, the government would want to do more experiments on you if you had lightning than gift yeah. cards. Yeah. Oh, just let that guy. But you could stop him because you have lightning coming out of your hands. Uh, so you could just zap the government. That's a slippery slope there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. I think the government would probably actually investigate you even more with the gift cards. We'd be because also could be a really, really good Palpatine cosplayer. <laughs> yes, so, for sure. Yeah, which is really it's the easiest cosplay in the world. Yeah. but it's uh, it's close to my heart. I love old Palpatine. <laughs> now, if Pal- that that I'm going to cosplay as Palpatine, but can shoot gift, gift cards. There you go. That's it. That's the one. So be it, Jedi. Here's a gift card to Walmart. <laughs> that would make me so happy. Anyway, uh, if there was a Broadway musical about your life, what would it be like and what might it be called? Oh, um, that's a good one. Um, immediately, I'm going to the variation on some sort of animal on, on wheels. But, um, oh, uh, it'd be a lot of napping. Okay. On stage. <laughs> um, Big production number of napping. Uh you know, um, trying not to uh, buy buy too many toys. Uh, be a you know whole like progression of the the collection that gets out of hand. And, oh, nice! Uh, you know, and the guy who ends up in a an apartment where it's just a maze of newspapers. That would be the finale, and, <laughs> and they all they all collapse on me. Um, <laughs> there are a ton of great songs in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I watch found... out, <laughs> look over there. Um, I found the rare one. Yeah, yeah. So toys napping and and. Uh, hoarding okay yeah. toys napping and hoarding yeah uh, is that what it would be called <laughs> a nathan hamill story <laughs> but, yeah coming soon but i'd be Broadway. able at the end the surprise ending is i'm able to get out of the the newspaper stack with my lightning that i showed on my, my hand so, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a happy ending so you burn the newspapers away with your lightning hands <laughs> yeah yeah you go one better than jazz hands it yeah. ends with lightning hands <laughs> i love that uh the last question for everyone on the podcast is what is happiness? Mm. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> the sentence or the, the show? <laughs> oh, no, not that wasn't tw- directed towards you. Uh, you yeah. Uh, I, it's still my favorite show. I, I, yeah. mean, I guess if that, I, that was probably, probably obvious, but it's like it was always between this and The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, like those classic. Uh, those first eight to ten seasons, you yeah, know, the Simpsons. Like, I mean, you, I would hear you out, and you could win an argument that it's you know the greatest show ever, right? yeah, for that time period. Um, and it's not like the you know the the newer ones that are you know arguably not as good, yeah, um, have tainted <laughs> tainted the um, <laughs> the older ones. It's like I, I never understand when people uh, uh, go, oh, they're gonna do a sequel to the they're rebooting. It's like it's not going to change. Yeah. I was the first person I saw. Uh, I was first in line for, there's no lines anymore. I went opening day, <laughs> uh, opening night for the new RoboCop. Yeah. Because I love, it's one of my favorite movies. It's okay. The, 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 the original one. And it was fine. It was, you know, it was yeah. all, it was maybe, it was kind of good. You know, it wasn't great. It kind of petered off. But like, I was there to see it. Doesn't I don't think about it. It doesn't affect the original. Indiana Jones four doesn't ruin Raiders or, yeah. or um so yeah, um 
so the later seasons of The Simpsons have no effect yeah, so, oh, on no, the so previous. Have, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say it, it was it's definitely between Simpsons and Get a Life. But I think Get a Life just has also maybe because it was so short lived. But yeah, so that's yeah, that's my um, makes yeah, it makes me happy. It's like your happy place, <laughs> yeah, right? Because it, it's it brings, me, brings me back to yeah the. Uh, uh, the carefree days of, I mean, at the time it was, you know, seventh grade was a nightmare. Yeah. You know, like all these feelings and, <laughs> you know, um, but you look back at now and now you're like, oh, I didn't know taxes. I didn't have a yeah. job, you know, so, uh, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time, you know, watching, watching, watching those with friends and it, uh, yeah, like we said with the character, he's sort of, uh, just this carefree, you know, uh, yeah happy imbecile you know uh yeah which i strive to be (laughs) (laughs) i think so i think you know i'm not like i said i watched it when i was uh young all through its run didn't retain a lot of it but had a positive memory of it and now as i I rewatch it and i have a lot of opinions about comedy i think there is something really powerful about like we we as humans are this mess of like kindness and optimism and exploration but also darkness and anger and when we get slighted we want to lash out and you know there's something freeing about just seeing a yeah. human in a sort of like what I think is basically our natural state. And I think that's what's kind of funny about it is he's this it, idiot without any real attachments, but kind of in just a, in a sort of pure idiot human form. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one that I was watching, just the thing that comes to mind, the one I was watching last night, written by Bob Odenkirk, where he throws a party that which no one shows up to except for the guy who's already living there and his narch emesis Sharon who's going to throw a stink bomb into the <laughs> center of the party. Um, they eat all this bad shellfish and get amnesia. And he, <laughs> first of all, he doesn't know what amnesia means. So he goes to college and there's this whole montage of him going. He comes back and he goes, you guys are, I guess he reads the label, he goes, you guys are, are uh, suffering from amnesia. Oh damn! I forgot to learn what amnesia meant. That, that was what, what a waste of forty-seven thousand dollars. Right <laughs> um, in I fact, I didn't learn it. I didn't learn a damn thing at that college. Um, and uh, 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 but uh, oh yeah, so so he gets upset because they're not happy at the party. He grabs it. Well, fine. I'm just going to kill myself with this rusty old sock and start <laughs> stabbing his chest with it. And it's just like. That's the kind of thing I'll do, you yeah. know, like I'll, you know, be signing out, uh, you know, signing a receipt at a bar. If it makes someone laugh, I take the receipt and I proceed to make them think I'm going to eat the whole, I would chew it <laughs> and get a bad taste of ink in my mouth. But, you know, yeah, I, I find, yeah, picking up random things that you shouldn't put in your mouth is <laughs> always funny. Comedy gold. Yeah. And I think that is a great summation of what is happiness. <laughs> In order to entertain other people, putting but, random things in, random your mouth. in your mouth. Not in a, a pornographic way. No, 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 yeah. no. No, no. Fun things. Yeah. Far things. things. Yeah. Socks and receipts <laughs> only. Rusty socks. <laughs> Rusty yeah. socks. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. And then there's the one where he's uh, an assistant to a food inspector, and the, the 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 kitchen is it's filthy. There's rats everywhere. There's like a, um, a litter of puppies and the flower. You know, okay. there's a guy who's who sneezes into the thing and he says, "Oh, it's just a touch of Legionnaire's disease." And um, you know, he's Chris is horrified because he's you know this this uh, uh, this 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 new young um, assistant, and he. Um, uh, 
the guys get it's a big payoff and you know the the food inspector the 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 chef is or the the owner of the restaurant is you know paying him off it's in slow motion with the the big wink <laughs> very cartoony like you know so there's a big there's a big payoff and chris is horrified and and you know uh runs in and uh, uh you know the guy's looking the other way obviously the food inspector and he runs in and he goes no everything doesn't look fine in here I've seen things that make my eyes want to pop out of their sockets and roll down the front of my shirt and jump in my backpack pockets. But I don't have any backpack pockets, sir, which means that my eyes would fall on the floor, which is a nightmare because the floor is filthy. So thanks for the dirty eyes, gents, and runs off crying. And I think that's kind of the best part of that character is that he can go from being concerned about a dirty kitchen to running off crying.